Welcome to Absolutely True True Crime, a deadly serious podcast. If you notice, this is not Claire, this is Tammy, and I'm here with Brad today. Yeah. We have a special little one-off podcast episode for you that Brad and I have decided to do, um, and we're going to actually cover a movie. What? We're not going to do a documentary. This is wild. This is what happens when Claire is unable to join us. <laughs> it's, it's, it's summer movie season. We're taking a break, stepping away from the documentaries, and just delving into the world of fiction. Yeah, and I, I, you know, for me personally, I'm like, you know, I don't mind taking a little bit of time away from true true crime because sometimes it can be a lot so um we did choose a a fun well it was fun i know i had fun watching it brad i'd like to think you also did a fun movie that was you know kind of like heisty which is our thing and um you know just something we didn't have to delve into and do a whole bunch of research on I think was was like my thing. I was like, oh, I don't want to have to like think about anything. I just want to enjoy a movie. So the movie we have for you um, is the movie Tetris that uh, came out actually in 2023. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of weird because it's it's almost like they try to take some true elements but like just just not quite there so it was really interesting i'm like wait it's kind of like the real thing but not really they're doing a lot of these lately they're doing these movies that are like quasi like set in reality so you'll have like you know it's in a it's in a time period with like some like historical figures and people but then we're just making a movie like largely revolving around a product yeah yeah there there were um unfortunately this has not come out at the time of this recording when, when brad and i were recording but yeah there was one like called like uh oh gosh i can't even remember what it was but it was like about stuffed animals or something mm-hmm. and i was like what is this and some like crazy people the just beanie going crazy. bubble the oh, beanie that's bubble what it was. and i was like what the heck is that but i watched you know part of the trailer and it was like about people just going crazy for stuffed animals and i'm like i yeah. love that in movie world this could be a thing yeah that's why I like I like movies. They're fun. They're fake. They're phony. It's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So we're gonna talk about the movie Tetris. Uh, it's so weird to even say that word Tetris. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> I know. It's weird. Um. But we're gonna dive into that today. And uh. So we are not going to have our judge, jury, and executioner segment just since we don't have the three of us here to do that and that's wild and, and also yeah. it's not real so <laughs> it's right. like what are we gonna put on trial oh, yeah it would be ludicrous it would be ludicrous yeah. to uh, uh put uh fictional items on trial <laughs> yeah yeah very very bizarre hello i have an imaginary video game i would like to take to task <laughs> exactly (laughs) yeah and um but yeah that and it's just like yeah these fake people let's put these fake people in trial now i will say that uh this is where brad and i do just get to be extra and be judges both of us and we get Mm -hmm. to judge all kinds of things in the movie Mm -hmm. so that's gonna be fun uh so i guess brad is there anything you want to say before we get started um, I, I will say I have a theory about this movie. Oh. 
And I think, I I have a theory that this movie was created purely to make Ghislaine Maxwell <laughs> sympathetic. Um, obviously, Ghislaine Maxwell is not featured in the movie, nor is the reference to her. No. But her father and brother are characters in this movie. It was wild. It was wild to me. I was like, what is this movie trying to say and do? So yeah. weird. Um, like, yeah. And that's what, that's kind of what I mentioned is like, these movies do try and like take into account like real life people. Like Brad mm-hmm. and I actually both saw the movie, totally fake movie. I mean, it's a real movie, but about a fake situation about Elvis and like this weird mm-hmm. character that... Yeah, it's this, just like who is that person? <laughs> uh, yeah, Tom. If you guys, I don't know if you've seen the movie Elvis. Um, in it, there is a, a fictional character um, named Colonel Tom Parker. Oh, weird. Um, it was so by weird. Tom Hanks as a a weird elfin dwarf man whom just uh, goes about uh, causing all the havoc in Elvis's life. <laughs> yeah, but but this but Tetris is very simple. They're just like yeah. there are certain elements that are like well, that's like real life though. That's really weird that you guys have this in your fictional movie so indeed um but I, I my theory is it's it's purely like we're gonna we're gonna show how weird galane's uh, um brother and father are and what um awful like terrible monsters they are so that it makes her seem more human <laughs> by comparison yeah, yeah yeah because they're weird i was mm-hmm. like oh, okay this is uncomfortable even and they're so weird it's like man i bet somebody in your family could be on a a, a child predator island <laughs> professionally <laughs> Yeah. All right. So uh, let's get get into this movie then. Uh, so we are in the magical year of 1988. And I say magical because it was a magic time. I mm-hmm. was young. I didn't mm-hmm. know things in the world. So I was happy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like four or five. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I would have turned 10 at the end of that year. So, but still very young. Um, and as someone, as an adult who does not remember things, I definitely was like, I had to Google things because I was like, did this, are they trying to say this happened? Because I don't remember this. And I, w- totally fake. It was totally fake. But because they added some real things in here, I was like, what? I'm so confused. Um, but anyway, Magical Land, 1988. We meet the character of Hank Rogers. Um, and by the I, way, that's 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 Hank, Hank 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 with an E, yeah. Which is I kept seeing in the subtitles for this movie, and I was like, are they just writing his name with an accent because they're Russians that are talking Hank? But no, that's no. that's his name. Yeah, that's the character's name, and um, yeah. And, well, and also, like, for me personally, because many times in this movie, they refer to him as Mr. Rogers. <laughs> and I was like, why wasn't this movie just about Mr. Rogers? Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's... But this is Hank Rogers. Hank, yes, H-E-N-K. Huh. Um, he worked... F- uh, he he was part of Bulletproof Software. Um, mm-hmm. And he was at a... a a nerd show is what I'm calling it, but like a oh yeah, it's CES. It's the yeah, it's, it's basically yeah, it's yeah CES. It's... <laughs> so nerd show, I was right. Yeah. Um, the the like forever and always <laughs> biggest like nerd show. <laughs> Like, that's a real thing. Yeah. And from 1988, I was like, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So uh, he was there. It was a show in Vegas. And while he was there, um, he was trying to, like, market his game. But while he was there, he instead, like, fell in love with this game Tetris. 
Am I saying that right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes, this game Tetris. Um, and the game was actually created by Alexi. Uh, oh, I'm gonna butcher this guy's last name. This guy, they call him Alexi in the movie, but it's Pajit Pajnov Pajnov. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's a fake person. Who cares? Uh, I'm yeah. just gonna call him Alexi. Um, so he was a Soviet programmer, and he works for this government-owned organization called Elorg. Elorg in the Soviet Union. E-L-O-R-G. And they, and I, it just kept coming up on the screen, like, in big, bold letters, everyone. And I'm like, Elorg, Elorg. What is up with this? It was a lot of... So, I will say, um, I forgot to turn the subtitles on for a hot minute when I started watching this movie, uh, and then quickly needed to turn the subtitles yeah, on. Yeah, same, so, same, same, same. Um, so, I was a little lost for the beginning, and then had to, like, rewind it and rewatch some of I this. Mean, I mean, I, I was, I was um, intrigued, because about three minutes in, um, like, we have Hank uh, wearing turtleneck and the sharpest lapels I've ever seen on a jacket. <laughs> like, these things could like they look dangerous like they are very pointy and i was like oh, awesome i love 1988 <laughs> he's ready to poke an eye out with those lapels <laughs> so fun um so he explains to a bank manager that robert stein of andromeda software had obtained the worldwide licensing rights to check Tetris. I'm I'm so sorry, Brad, that I'm gonna have trouble saying this while recording. I just am like, I don't know why. I, it's not that many letters, but for some reason, it's just getting stuck. Hey, like if that that I'm less concerned with than the layers of business talk and who owns what rights that this movie oh focuses on. Oh my gosh! On. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Um, and we're just barely getting started. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so Andromeda Software had oh, in fact, so many layers that they would have like drawings <laughs> yeah. of, like this person owns this thing that owns this thing that owns this thing Guys, I'm listen, like- <laughs> i don't want to tell you how to make your movie but like if you have to like show me multiple charts on who owns what <laughs> part of this like i don't know is this is this really does this need to be a movie yeah yeah and so uh, yeah, Andromeda Software obtained worldwide licensing right- rights to Tetris from Elorg and signed a contract with our friend, <laughs> not my friend, Robert Maxwell. <laughs> no friend of mine. <laughs> and his son, uh, Kevin, and uh, and really with their company, Mirasoft. So, um, interesting choice that they brought in the Maxwells. I'm not sure, like... I mean, if you want to make a villain, like, yeah, I guess... Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, make him a Maxwell. Yeah, and I guess like a villain in the 80s. Um, And also like they do again. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it, but um, Gorbachev is in here. We're in we're in Moscow a lot, a lot in yeah. this movie. Yeah. Um, And so Gorbachev, there's a scene with Gorbachev and like the Maxwell's knowing him. So I'm wondering if like they were just like, well, let's think of some way to connect this. And mm-hmm. I don't think... Robert and Kevin Maxwell like knew like because they made it seem like they were friends in the movie and or at least friendly um but I feel like in real life they probably really were just the publishers of this book like I don't know how much how actual close friends they were but maybe I I mean Gorbachev I Gorbachev is a is a sketchy motherfucker. Like, yeah. I mean, he's he's very much trash. Um, <laughs> like, 
and not as bad as, you know, what followed him, but he did, like, destroy what was left of the Soviet Union. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. He definitely had connections to a lot of shady, awful people. And, uh, yeah, Robert Maxwell, I'm sure, like, how close they were, I don't know. How close is anybody with a monster like that? But when you're rich, you know, influential people like that, uh, who are you close to, in really? Like, it's all money and, like, spying and shit. Like, it's all... No, it's all... Ma- it's, a, it's a mess. It's a mess. It's a hornet's yeah. nest of awful people. Yeah, it's a but lot. in this movie, Gorbachev's a real hero, so that's also yeah, weird. Yeah, it was... That I found also strange. I mean, they don't have him, like, in the movie a whole, whole lot, but, like... Yeah. Was, in fact, I was actually surprised when he showed up. <laughs> I was like, was that... This is, was this it, necessary? This movie also has, like, a weird, like... like quasi pro capitalist yeah, oh like absolutely. i mean which is very 80s for sure yeah. though i mean yeah, and, well but like and nine and now but yeah but like why are you like this is you're making a movie now like you don't have to be all like i understand if the characters you know in the time are all you know americas versus soviets and all but i the the movie is taking a real strong uh, anti-communist vibe oh yeah no this is it reminded me of movies in the 80s. Like, honestly, like, this movie kind of mm. reminded me of this, like, you know, anti-Soviet uh, Union, anti-communist, like, super, super anti-all yeah. of all of Russia. Like, it was heavy um, and again, in, like, like in the 80s. And yeah. so I feel like this movie was like, you guys made this in 2023. You didn't have to do all that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted, like, you know, the end of the Soviet Union sure. was a fucking mess. And uh, yeah, Gorbachev certainly didn't help matters. But no, no. Um, but I mean, it was yeah, it was it was pretty much done so at the time. But this movie like goes to some weird lengths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um. So yeah. So we've got uh the Maxwells and Mirosoft owning uh the Tetris game. But they are able to distribute it, like, uh, distribute them as, like, game royalties. But then um, the Mirosoft representative at the Consumer Electronics at CES sold Hank the Tetris rights for Japan. Because Hank actually lives in Japan with his family. And that's where he works. And that's all of his shit is in Japan. So they, Mirosoft sold him the rights for, te- for Tetris to use for PC, console, and arcade. Yeah. So we're already like already at this point in time I was I was like I'm lo- I, like there's just a lot of I mean we didn't see any of the contracts yet. We will get there cuz folks they go deep into these contracts. Seriously. <laughs> so we're like, not even there. It, this is just like oh he got the rights to this game. Like this is like I, I mean granted we live in a much more, you know, uh connected world now than then obviously yeah but like this still, it just makes me think of like like tv show rights and all that where it's like oh yeah we can show it on netflix in the uk here yes. but we can't show it in america or we can show it in canada but nowhere else and like all this shit like how is this how are we still dealing with like weird like right territorial rights things yeah like, and that's <sighs> literally what this was this yeah. was like yeah the uh, hank owns the rights in Japan, and Mirosoft owns the gaming rights, uh, game like, royalty rights. Ugh, like, get no borders. Like, get rid of borders. Like, get rid of all of this, like, nonsense. Yeah, because it, it makes for a very confusing movie. Yeah. <laughs> 
layers deep. All right, Rogers obtained, like, he went to Nintendo, because Nintendo apparently is real in this movie, which comes in really important. And that makes sense, I think, if they're going to place the gaming info, like, that they're, yeah. de- like, Hank is dealing with in Japan, like, it would be weird if they, like, came out with another name besides Nintendo, like, yeah. Nintendo. S- I don't know. <laughs> like, they just Sintendo. Like- ah, <laughs> oh, I love playing the Nintendo. I'm going to play, um... Powerful Marion Brothers. <laughs> oh my god, I would play Powerful Marion Brothers <laughs> all day long. Oh. Um, <laughs> Dr. Marion? Come on. <laughs> oh, I love Dr. Marion. <laughs> Alright, so uh, Rogers, uh, yeah, he goes to see the CEO of Nintendo and he says, hey, let's partner up with this game called Tetris. And you could use it for your arcade machines. Um, remember when those were very popular arcades? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so after they started uh, production, Rogers received a call from um, from Kevin Maxwell explaining that the arcade rights had already been promised to another gaming console. And there's so many gaming consoles in the world, so I'm glad it was just like, okay, yeah, yeah another gaming console. Cool. All right. Uh, Rogers went back to Nintendo and was like, hey, uh, can you like give me your res- my residuals in advance? <laughs> Which uh, I thought was a bold move. <laughs> yeah. Like, so there's already like early in some wheeling and dealing. <laughs> so much wheeling and dealing. Like, I mean... I, I feel like this isn't too far from reality. I feel like like yeah. people in business are always just fucking scheming to scheme one more day. <laughs> That's probably why like fucking Maxwell's in here because like yeah, he straight up was a scheming till the end. Yeah, absolutely. To, to the, the end, very the end. Lady Galane. <laughs> Sad we didn't get that at the end of this movie because. Uh, oh man. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. It's and also like I just it's so wild to me to know that like. Not necessarily, well, no. Even this level of Cuckoo Bananas mm-hmm. is, like, just real. Like, that's why they can make a movie out of it. Because it's just, like, this stuff yeah. actually fucking happens. And, like, we don't live in an age of, like, fax machines and people needing to be by their phone to get a phone call. Like, and still, <laughs> people are just scheming and scamming. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how we have a true true crime podcast, though. So <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> scheming and scamming happening. Um... So, uh, instead of giving him residuals, uh, he sent to the Nintendo of America headquarters in Seattle, and they showed him their upcoming device. I I almost screamed. I was, like, so excited when they showed this. Because this is something I absolutely... I don't remember a lot from when I was a kid, because... Again, my brain is just old. But this I remembered, which was Mm -hmm. the Game Boy. Yeah. Brad, the Game Boy. (laughs) Oh, my God. When they showed the the packaging as well, I was like, oh, wow. Yep. 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 Yeah. And even when it was like, you know, this like just this little thing it was like in a room all by itself with these like tech guys working on it i was like oh my god this is amazing yeah the the tech guys also said it would get 16 hours of battery life yeah (laughs) excuse me no (laughs) i do remember having i mean i remember my friends having to charge i don't think we had a game boy for a very long time this was (sighs) uh yeah um i got one for christmas um wow it was probably, I was probably 
I don't know, maybe it was may have been 1990-ish. Wow. No, wait. It would have had to have been 82, I guess. Uh, so they they wanted to go ahead and release a Game Boy, and they planned to rele- release it with um, some game, and I, I can't remember what game they wanted to release it with. I don't even, I mean, because I was like, they mentioned it, and I was like, I don't remember what game any of this stuff came yeah. with. I'm sure um, I played it a lot. <laughs> can't, But for some reason, completely cannot remember the name of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, it, it really doesn't matter because, like, what this movie's trying to tell us is that Hank convinces them to package it with Tetris, his game. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I know that didn't happen, but yeah. I don't remember the game. Because they, wa- they want to originally package it with, with Mario, and they're like, um, yeah. hey, yeah, 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 you can you can do that. You can do that if you want to make a game for a game system for babies. Yeah, if you want to make one for babies. <laughs> yeah, he does say something like but, that. <laughs> but if you want everybody, if you want adults, teenagers, old people, uh, and babies to to buy your system, put my game called Tetris. Put that in there. <laughs> and this thing will sell like hotcakes. And they were like, what are you calling it? <laughs> He's like, it's called Tetris. It's from the Soviet Union. And they're like, hey, wait, excuse me? Um, <laughs> you're under arrest, sir. What? What? No. They're like, okay, cool. Sounds good. Yeah. So yeah, he convinces them to go ahead and package it with Tetris instead. And he tells them that um, he will obtain the handheld la- licensing rights. Because right now, all he has at this point in the movie is he's got the rights for Japan only, for the console, the ar- arcade, and the PC. He, so now he has to get uh, the licensing rights for a handheld gaming, which I already was like, this is wild. You just don't own the right straight out, which to your point, Brad, is like this mm-hmm. layer upon layer of stupid, like breaking Ugh. everything apart and piecemealing everything yeah. into its own contract. It's not bad enough that it's already like separated by like territory rights, yeah. but it's also <laughs> per system. Yeah. Like, fuck how? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know how Brad and I were not going to be confused watching <laughs> I mean, you really, you really gotta like fucking make some charts to like watch this movie. This is like a, this is like a a family tree (laughs) levels of, Uh, of uh, gaming. I don't know. Just licensing rights. And I will say, this is a very enjoyable movie. I enjoyed it much more even than I thought I was going to. Um, but because it's, it becomes very exciting. But uh, like the the minutia of like oh man are they gonna get the the console rights oh wow globally ah god i don't know like i didn't know that was going to be such like a a huge part of my movie watching experience yeah i you know i was i was excited because i i was like oh this this should be like a a fun light movie it's about a Mm -hmm. gaming system and i did know like nintendo was named in it i did not realize that it also had to do with game boy i was very excited about that Mm -hmm. but like early on actually like about this point (laughs) i was like oh no i'm not gonna (laughs) understand anything that's happening in this movie and i've got to talk about it uh but then yeah and then it gets super fun and uh yeah yeah, and it was it was a good time. It was a good time. But just know, just know, contract rights, people. Yeah. <laughs> the movie. So yeah, con- contract rights, the movie. Um, so he goes to visit the Maxwells. Very scary. I was very scared for him to go visit the Maxwells in Ooh. London. <laughs> I 
like, all right. <laughs> like, I mean, Robert... And, like, if you look up pictures of Robert Maxwell, like, this is a faithful portrayal. Like, yeah, it's He's a weird-looking dude. But, like, his sad sack bow tie <laughs> throughout <laughs> this entire movie, he's got this, like, I don't... This, like, droopy bow tie. <laughs> oh is my god so and i i looked at pictures and he's wearing a goofy looking bow tie but I, it's just so droopy looking in this movie that i can't not every time <laughs> i'm like what is going how is your bow tie sad i mean bow ties are yeah. inherently sad because yeah they're but, the, but but nonsense. usually they're at least like perky <laughs> yeah <laughs> oof, oof. yeah no bueno <laughs> Um, so yeah, so it's, but yeah, about here I was like, oh boy, um, <laughs> I don't know how much more I'm going to be able to follow. And this is mm-hmm. early in. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so he travels, very, very concerned for him. He travels to London to go visit the Maxwells. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen if you go visit the Maxwells. <laughs> so he tells them that Stein retains all worldwide licensing rights. Uh, Roger offers Stein $25,000 for the handheld rights, uh, which he accepts. And then later, uh, oh gosh, this is when I think they get into even more levels of ownership. Um, th- Rogers is called and explained that Stein now has promised that handheld rights to yet another gaming system for $100,000. So he, <sighs> so Rogers offered $25,000, Hank, Hank offered $25,000. Um, Stein says, yeah, sure, we'll take it. And then behind his back, decided not to take it and took it instead from another gaming console for $100,000. So he's, I mean, Stein is wheeling and dealing for the Maxwells. First of all, like wh- what are, the handheld rights? Like I before Game Boy, like we're we're talking about like those little like tiger <laughs> electronic yes. games. Like yes, I'm like, what are these handheld? Like why does anybody think handheld rights are worth anything? Yeah, yeah. So like. I, I'm just like, was things like uh, info about the Game Boy like being leaked? Were other people also working on their own handheld games? I mean, are we talking about like, like are we talking about calculator games? Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> like, what were the hand? I don't like, yeah. Because I feel like it was Game Boy, and then if um eventually Sega came along with a Game Gear that um I yeah. know my cousin had one, and like the batteries on that thing were <laughs> even dumber. <laughs> that was like. <laughs> 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, Max. I don't. Oh, so, yeah. And then there was the Atari Lynx also had come out oh. way back when. So, yeah, I mean, I guess there were a couple of handheld, but I feel like Game Boy was revolutionary. <laughs> like, yeah. that's the way I feel. <laughs> to me, there was no other. Atari clearly. Lynx came out in 89. All right. So, so there's nothing. So, <laughs> what are these handheld game consoles? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, yeah. So Stein is wheeling and dealing. He says, okay, I'm going to take this hundred thousand dollars from this other gaming console. You're out of here, Hank. Kevin Maxwell learns about this and all three of them decide to travel to Moscow to personally obtain the rights because technically they do not have the handheld rights, even though they're selling them left and right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I was also like, am I understanding this correctly? <laughs> Because there's so many things going on, and I just, I was lost in the sauce, as they say, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, like, you can just get away with saying, yeah, we own that, too. Um, that, I guess, I mean, well, that's what makes this a movie, right? I'm like, nobody needed to see anything. It was totally, like, handshake deals. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah we gotcha. It's the Soviet <laughs> Union. They don't know what we're doing in the entire rest of the world. Yeah, that was interesting. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I got a real vibe that it was like, oh, these stupid Russians. And I'm like, I don't, I don't like that. No. <laughs> I don't like that at all. But that's the, that's what they kind of, I don't know, insinuated, I feel like. Yeah. You know, they, they, first of all, they won the space race. Um, yeah. they defeated the Nazis in one mm-hmm. World War II. Yep. And, uh, they invented Tetris. So I don't know, uh, hey, yeah. movie, get off your fucking high horse. Yeah, but there, it is a lot of like, hey, we just don't have to tell we don't have to tell anybody in Moscow about this. It's like, like, huh. wonder why like they don't trust the Americans. Yeah. Um. So now, so now we're about to go to Moscow. So this is like, I was not that I was lost, but I was very surprised. At this point now in the movie, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, wow, we're heading to Moscow. That's I didn't know that was going to be a thing in this movie. <laughs> Uh, I clearly didn't know anything about this movie <laughs> because the pretty much the entirety of the rest of the movie takes place in Moscow. Yeah, um, I actually, I honestly, I was surprised that there was more than one venture to Moscow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh wow, we're gonna probably we're either gonna spend the rest of the movie in Moscow, or we're gonna get here and then come back and be gl- we're glad we're not in Moscow anymore. Wasn't expecting a second trip. Yeah, yeah. Quick turnaround for that second trip, though. Quick turnaround. Um, All right. So we find out that at this point, an American businessman cannot obtain a visa um, to go to Moscow. So Hank obtains a tourist visa to go there. And then while he's there, he hires Sasha, who is a young and, you know, she tries to play up like she's naive, a Russian woman as an interpreter. Um, it's a lot of her going, oh, did you know that you can't do this? Oh, did you? It was a lot of that. It was a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, I like, feel I'm like... definitely not an evil spy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just so sweet. I'll help you find a place. Here's where phones are. <laughs> it's like, all right. I mean, I got to say, though, like, okay, so this like this character um hank he he's 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 born they say it a few times he's born in holland Mm -hmm. um but he grew up in new york yeah uh, but he lives in japan yeah I'm sorry, but like this just reads as spy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I would, wa- I would watch this motherfucker everywhere he goes because his his life reads as a spy. Yeah. What if they like just wrote this same character into different movies, like just different genres of movies? Oh, but he's oh. always a spy. He just yeah. ends up being a spy, and then he's always a spy, and then you mm-hmm. rewatch mm-hmm. this movie and realize the whole time he's also a spy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would work, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so now he's there with uh, Sasha, who's the interpreter, and uh, he goes to the Alorg offices, which is naughty naughty because he's not supposed to be a businessman. He is a tourist, and you're not going to go to these offices without being invited or, uh, you know, just as like a tourist. So, um, And Sasha, like, again, playing this like doe-eyed interpreter is like, oh my gosh, we can't go to these offices. <laughs> She was laying it on I love real it. thick. It's so fun. <laughs> it's very fun. Um, so uh, on showing a copy of Tetris for fa- for the company he was uh, with Famicom to Nikolai Belikov, who is the Alorg chairman, he informs Rogers that his copy is illegal. So, <laughs> so poor Hank is like, what the fuck are you talking about? I oh absolutely God. own the rights in Japan. It's so good because it's like, so, okay, you are illegally in a government uh, business building. (laughs) 
you are on an illegal you you lied on on your visa because it says you are yeah. a tourist visa um and you have a counterfeit copy of our game that uh, you are marketing um without the rights so you brought a forgery and now <laughs> you're trying to do a business deal motherfucker and also you are you came from japan but you were born in holland but <laughs> raised in new york and you have an american accent and look very american and have the most 80s american mustache i've ever fucking oh, seen yeah, outside yeah. of a cop like excuse me sir <laughs> you are completely illegal what shenanigans do you think you are pulling here you are 100 percent illegal <laughs> I do like like Hank the look on Hank's face when they tell him that he's got a fake copy. <laughs> and he's oh. got the rights illegally. He's just like, what the fuck? Also, I think it all hit him too, like that Yeah. He was in a not great situation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I don't think we've mentioned he's all to do to make this whole deal work, he's like pulled all of the shenanigans. Like he's like put his house up oh, against God, all that's of this. Right, yeah. Like he's got a wife and like like five kids though we only see like two of them for some reason. Yeah, yeah, and we really only focus on the one. But yeah. like but yeah, he's got like 20 children running around. Like yeah. or, or maybe they have friends. I don't know, but there's a lot of kids running around mm-hmm. at one point. In this movie. Yeah. It, it, what and then all he brings of a sudden, out a, none. He breaks out of yeah, one one point he breaks out like a family photo and he's like saying, "Oh yeah, here's my here's my daughter, here's my daughter." And like he keeps going and I'm like, "Wait, wait." There's like he five just, kids here. He just starts unfolding the photo <laughs> yeah i was like what's going on and then there, there's it brings out another and yeah and here are three more and this is <laughs> hmm, weird yeah um can i say i love belikov <laughs> yeah he, he like he's great he plays his character great like the actor did such a fun job mm-hmm. um but yeah so he t- he's he's very straightforward he tells hank well he has his own interpreter t- that tells hank <laughs> So he's speaking in Russian, tells Hank that's illegal. We later find out he totally speaks English, but he just likes to not talk to people. Yeah. Um, Can I also point out that, yeah, again, this is a very sympathetic character. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah, yeah he, he grows to be, uh, you know, very much a beloved figure in this film, who might got to point <laughs> out is like, oh, oh, the head of a company is, is even in like, like Soviet Russia. We're making the, the head of this company our beloved uh, good guy. Yeah. Cool. cool. Cool, cool. Yeah. Very cool movie. <laughs> I, I see what you're doing over and over and over again. <laughs> um. So, yeah, because everything... I think he even has a line later in the movie that he only does it for his country. <laughs> something. I don't know. It's, it's something very, like, all right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he's going to arrange a meeting to speak with um, Hank about the rights the, the following day. So Hank's done for the day. You've already interrupted our day in this in this government business office. Goodbye. By being here legally. Um, so... At this first meeting, this is where Hank meets his new bestie, Alexi. I do love their relationship. Yeah, it's great. I I think they're so cute. They're like the two nerdiest of nerds. They're Mm -hmm. adorable. Um, And although uh, Alexi, like, uh, he's reluctant to speak to Hank at first. Also, he thinks this dude is here illegally, which he is. Um, (laughs) He's there illegally. Completely. Um, And he is selling his product and licensing his product illegally which he is um so needless to say Alexi's like mm, I don't know about talking to this guy <laughs> at first 
Um, but Hank is like all about him and fanboying all over him. <laughs> it's yeah. really kind of like he's like, "Do you know what you made? It's amazing. <laughs> I'm addicted." Uh, so he tells Alexi that Tetris will make him a very wealthy man. Hank makes a lot of promises throughout. The yeah, <laughs> I'm like, you first, you can't promise to make somebody a very wealthy man in the Soviet Union. Like, thank you. <laughs> that's first of all. Especially not right now. You are just putting uh, like a target on him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we see later in the film, like how big of a target everyone that even is dealing with Hank even has yeah. on them anyway. Um, like, I, the, when, during a time of collapse yes. is not a good time for for like, a, a, that's the worst time you could have like a giant windfall. Uh, like unless you are ready to run because everyone's desperate and scrambling and you, <laughs> you're sitting there with a bag of money. You're fucked. It's the worst time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and to be clear, at this point in time, Alexi is like not interested. <laughs> He's yeah. like, "Will you please stop talking to me?" Yeah. Um. So, but if there's anything to know about this character, Hank is very persistent. And <laughs> oh. I, 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 it's. I don't know whether it's supposed to be endearing. Are just like he is a fucking idiot. Yeah, I feel like it's. I feel like it's both. Like I feel like he is supposed to be an endearing character, mm-hmm. and he really is not that bright in business. And like so he's so wildly it's, naive. It's one of those movies where people fail upwards, mm-hmm. and that's that is absolutely what Hank does in this movie. Because I mean, that's the American dream. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the. Uh, the guy from uh where is he from he's he's dutch man raised in new york living in japan that's the kind of dream this guy has Uh (laughs) um so he basically forces himself on alexi and alexi eventually invites him to his apartment because like i mean he cannot get rid of the bank Um, they do become friends because, again, like, they just end up nerding out so hardcore. I mean, Alexi's wife is like, this guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> we really can't have him in our place. And they can't. They can't have him in their place. Yeah. Like, it's illegal to for yeah, foreigners to yeah. have foreigners in your home. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And this foreigner in specific, I feel like. <laughs> they're yeah. like, this guy. This man, is, this man is here for capitalism. <laughs> like, Yes. Um, like to the point where he, at one point when he's at Alexi's house, he has to hide in the closet and it all ended up being was like the neighbor coming over to get sugar, but still, um, yeah, it's a problem. It's a problem. Mm -hmm. So uh, Alexi's wife is like, get the fuck out of my house. Like you guys need to go somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah. Um, oh, and they also like work on Tetris together, which is Mm -hmm. that, that is adorable. It is adorable how nerdy they get. Um, and then Alexi's like, all right, let's go out clubbing Moscow style. And I am here for it. <laughs> that club looks it's pretty great. So fun. It's <laughs> like, I would absolutely go have drinks at that club. <laughs> at, at club, a uh, uh, cliche of Soviets yeah. loving America. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. In, in a warehouse that has a red light. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. I mean, the aesthetics were great. It was just the we love blue jeans and freedom. We want free speech. All right, all right. Yeah, we want crippling medical debt. Oh God. Yeah, it's like you don't. You guys aren't. You guys don't know what you're asking for. 
Um, so uh, we've got a police raid that ends up happening in the nightclub, and uh, Hank and Ale- Alexi escape. Um, so now we've got the next day. So Roger, Stein, and Kevin. Oh, well, oh, 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 um, so yeah, but they 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 get out of the club, but uh, um, when oh, Hank gets back to right. the hotel, yeah, this is when the the Russians grab him and beat him up and steal his jeans. They steal his jeans. We'll take those American blue jeans, sir. Yeah. And then and this then, is... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, there are now uh, Russians that have gone to Japan to like... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just to like vaguely threaten his wife and children. It really was the most low-key threatening I've ever seen on a, a movie ever. <laughs> I mean, imagine just like paying for the plane trip to go to Japan to be like, you have a lovely family. You should call your husband. <laughs> literally the only things they said to her. Yeah. And then they left. (laughs) Weird. Um, Meanwhile, in Moscow, Hank walking around with no pants uh, goes back to his room and Sasha shows up and she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, they were in my room, too. (laughs) (laughs) Sure they were. And uh, also, hey, why don't you just kiss me in front of this open window? Yeah, so if you weren't sure where Sasha's <laughs> allegiance was at that point, <laughs> I was like, hey, clearly yeah, this, this is all a setup. <laughs> this seems perfectly reasonable. This happens all the time. Yeah, you look like someone who women, I'm sure, hit on all the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, no, sir. Um, women love a man in a sports coat and boxers. <laughs> <laughs> With an 80s fucking cop mustache. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. Ned Flanders looking motherfucker. Yeah. Well, you know, so Sh- Sasha, spoilers, ends up being part of the KGB. What? And I'm, I'm just like, well, maybe she just <laughs> thinks Hank is a spy. <laughs> I mean, obviously. <laughs> She's like, I don't know. His story doesn't hold up. <laughs> sure he's here for some handheld gaming rights quote unquote whatever that means (laughs) rogers hank rogers it's practically james bond uh uh, so roger side and kevin this is the so this is what they meet um they all meet separately with belkov and it truly becomes a comedy bit like with belkov going in and out of all of these rooms (laughs) ah yeah um, and then we have Valentin Trifonov, which is the head of the Department of Foreign Trade of the Central Committee of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union. Oh, okay. Um, so he grows interested in the negotiations, and he involves the KGB in making sure he can profit from the Tetris potential cells. Uh, Valentin, a real, if he had a mustache, a real twirly mustache villain, too. Yeah, great villain. <laughs> great villain. He's like, I mean, that guy's a creep. <laughs> that guy's yeah, I never knew his i never knew his name i was just like okay that's villain guy all right yeah cool. yeah yeah. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah he's he like if you can if you can be a villain in a movie with the maxwells <laughs> like <laughs> yeah seriously well because because you see um he's he's a he's he's not only a communist uh but he's a corrupt communist like yeah. they all are of course yeah. uh but he's 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 the personification of these corrupt communists that are that are trying to fuck everybody over for their own gain because they're evil Unlike, unlike our good capitalist communists. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, because honestly, I'm like, I don't know what's the difference between him and Hank. 
<laughs> like he just wants to make money off the fucking Tetris yeah. sales. No, yeah. Like <laughs> literally. Yeah. 1,000%. Every, everyone in this movie is after the same exact thing. <laughs> Alexi's the only good one. Yeah. He just like he just wants to make his little game and live in the same tiny apartment that his parents yeah. lived in. Oh, it was okay, just so we all are clear. He gets kicked out of his house cuz Valentina's a dick. Yeah. And it was so sad. Plus, it was yeah. a very scary scene because Valentin was Valentin was talking to his Alexi's kids and <laughs> throwing shit off of a of the balcony and like asking them, oh, like pretending it was an experiment and like, oh, which one will hit the ground faster? And I'm like, oh no, I don't like this at all. <laughs> no, I was I was like, are these kids gonna fucking go over? God damn. Yeah, yeah. I was like, is this? I mean, because honestly, by this point in time, I was like. I did not know what I was getting into with this movie, so mm-hmm. it could have went real dark real quick, and I would have told Brad, I'm sorry, I know we wanted something light and fine, but um, yeah. it's about to get real dark, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't. I don't need child gravity experiments yeah. in, in my uh, feel-good movie of the summer. Yeah, and um, the actress that played Alexi's wife and Alexi like coming up on it, like the fear in their eyes. They they were amazing. They did such a yeah. good job of like. No, that was that scene was great. Yeah, like this silent fear without like letting the kids know. All of, like it was it was a very tense scene. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So <laughs> yeah, Valentine. The the twirly mustache bad guy is like, hey, I want to make money off Tetris too. <laughs> so, <laughs> fucking um, vultures. Yeah, everyone wants to make. You know, this is what capitalism is, people. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So Hank explains to Belikov that he. Um, has only sold the computer rights to Stein, and since the contract de- defines a computer as a device with a keyboard, monitor, and a disk drive, so it's like this. This is when it gets real crazy to me too. I was just like, well, okay. oh no, here we go with some contract shit. This <laughs> no, and no, this because this is where the contract get, stuff gets even weirder because it doesn't specify what a computer yeah. oh, is, yeah. and that's how that's how they're saying that they have the console rights is because console rights aren't specified, but because they have computer rights they're saying a console is a computer oh yeah and so this is how they're this is how hank's like trying to wedge in there he's like hey so all you need to do is you need you need to find a way so that console um that it's different you don't yeah. it's different than so a computer. if you can specify that then they will they don't have the rights to that because they only have computer rights so wild and like, again they're just running back room to room like working these contracts yeah 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 because <laughs> Which I felt like made this part of the movie where... Because, like, at the end of the day, this whole entire sequence of scenes is just them talking about contracts. Like, Mm -hmm. bare bones. That's all they're doing is talking about contracts. And Belikov moving from room to room with his little guy following him and, and, like, wheeling and dealing. That's what made those scenes fun. Because this could have went real boring real quick. (laughs) Because I was like, yeah. oh god, here we go, contract. It's it's like it's like if you were doing like an Aaron Sorkin walk and talk, but instead oh it was it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't boring like plotting information. It's uh we know we're using this device for fun. Yeah. We're just walking he's it's just a guy walking out of rooms. It's the opposite of, of a walk and talk. Yeah. It's a nope, I'm leaving goodbye. <laughs> Next room. Yeah. Um, because there's because Stein's in the mix. 
because you know he's the one that they originally have the rights yes. sold to but because the Maxwells you know got the rights from him and they're the ones with the connections to Gorbachev so that's how the you know the KGB is pushing all of this is because they have the the connections but in actuality it's just because villain guy um has like he's got he's got a payoff coming from Maxwell yeah and that so there's that's a whole other thing with this so we've got Kevin um Maxwell like at like at the actual like in Moscow while Robert Maxwell his dad is like just still in London so and part of it is like this whole thing where Kevin is trying to kind of prove himself to his dad as well um so he lets Kevin think he's doing something but really on the side Robert has this whole deal with Valentine so it doesn't even matter yeah. that Kevin's fucking there and also meanwhile uh like we are in the the end of uh, Robert Maxwell's uh, scheming period because oh, uh, yes. okay. all of his Those tax are shenanigans are coming <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like there's one scene where they where like Kevin <laughs> Maxwell walks in and they're shred just shredding documents. It's and it's hilarious because Kevin walks. I mean, look, I don't know a whole lot about Kevin other than he went down for shit too. But like, mm-hmm. what a a fucking baby. <laughs> doofus baby he was in this movie it was just like a lot of like no daddy don't tell me what to do (laughs) it's like all right and then (laughs) and he call me that's mr maxwell (laughs) yeah no it's not your name's kevin fuck off (laughs) and then when he does walk in on robert maxwell like shredding all the documents and the look the actor that plays robert maxwell is hilarious because he just like holds his piece of paper like And Kevin walks in, but he's almost like, oh, it's just Kevin. We, we can tell him the fuck, whatever the fuck we want. He's not going to know any better. And he just, tell, he tells me, he goes, oh, we're just, we're just cleaning up extra documents we had after an audit. <laughs> it's like, literally, like there are 20 people in a room shredding documents. Oh, so good. And Kevin's just like, oh, okay. Like, oh, so stupid. There's levels to this movie, guys. There's so much going on all of a sudden. Like, at first I, I was like, oh, I'm just going to get lost in this contract stuff in this, you know. But then it's like everything is happening at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, we got, uh, the, again, the we've got that uh, Hank's family was threatened. We've got Alexi's family was threatened. Um, and now we've got Mirasoft offers two million dollars and drafts a letter of intent to send half of the payment in one week so all right uh, oh because again balakoff then clearly defined computer and so stein now signed a bullshit well it's not a bullshit agreement he signed one that now clarifies it but he didn't read it yeah he did not read it um so kevin thinks he's gonna like be the big hero and he's like okay two million dollars that's like nothing to my family sure and we absolutely can get you a million bucks by the end of the week (laughs) um i didn't know a letter of intent was an actual like legal document because that's what they use it as in this movie is like well nope the rights are ours now and it's like well you just signed a letter of intent which does become a thing but for part of this (laughs) they were acting like nope the rights are already gone now Um, so Hank feels defeated because he can only offer a whopping, I think, 25,000 again. (laughs) 
Like that's yeah. that's his number. That's his number. That's. But he's also gonna do like a fifty cent some or like a. Oh yeah, fifty cent on each, on, on each game or something. Yeah, he's gonna do like royalties or whatever for the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's gonna yeah pay fifty cents on each game sold. Um, and and this again goes to your point, Brad. Like handheld games were not really a thing yet. And so yeah. everyone really buying into this, like even at one point, Belikov, when uh, Hank is talking to him, is like, "What's fifty? Like, what's that actually look like?" And I think he tells them like five million dollars is what he he thinks it'll end up being. So while the um, Maxwell's offered two million, Hank in theory is offering a minimum of five million, but but only twenty five thousand dollars down. <laughs> Uh, which Belikov's like, no. Um, so Hank goes home, and this is this is the quick turnaround time. So Hank gets home. First of all, we find out the one child that we see a lot. She had a school concert, and he I mean, just missed it. Like, all right, movie. Like, come on now. Like. Like, I mean, obviously you knew this was going to happen because they've been playing up this concert, like, <laughs> yeah. literally, because again, this is the only child we, that ever actually gets lines in this movie, yeah. um, of these 18,000 kids he has, <laughs> um, like, and it's always about, like, yeah, my concerts, I'm going to start practicing for my concert in two months, what? Yeah. I'm like, is that a, is that a thing? Like, oh, in Japan, kids spend two months uh, always practicing to sing a song in a concert. Yeah. Like, I, what are we talking about this concert two months in advance um, for? Also, can we spend five years on the fact that we do get to see her performing at the concert and her mom <laughs> in the front row and an empty seat with a spotlight on it <laughs> where Hank is supposed to sit. And I think one of the and one of the other siblings next to the empty seat. Too, they, yeah. didn't even, they just left it open just in case Dad like ran in. <laughs> I just was like, it was so, for for like when we talk about you know a storyline, B story. This was like I don't know <laughs> M and O P somewhere in there. Yeah. This storyline, <laughs> we got an entire scene on this thing. Oh, that's B two. It came back around. <laughs> Um, <sighs> yeah, because it does come back around, guys. This this kid's concert <laughs> of comes back. Of course it does. We get, we get the, the scenes of her practicing. I think we get two scenes of her her me- at least mentioning and practicing. We get the wife reminding him about it. We get the sad sack scene <laughs> of her looking at a spotlit chair, <laughs> empty chair where her dad's supposed to be. <laughs> and then we get. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and share all the scenes right now about this concert. And then we uh, get where when Hank eventually does come back and like, because um, the first time he comes back and he missed the concert. He's now just lost the, his deal. Plus, you know, like they have no money and they're probably going to lose their house and all the yeah. things. And so he's not happy and he doesn't give a fuck that he missed this concert. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's pretty good because like, yeah, he has love. And there's, oh, um, you were telling me there's a uh, deleted scene or there was a scene in the script that um, also um, her parents' house. He also oh, put yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was also supposed to be, I think, in the, the original script, but they cut it. But that was like part of those lines were like, oh, you know, he not only put up their house <laughs> to get this 25000 bucks, but also, like, I think it was his in-laws. I think it was her parents. Yeah, so her parents, so they've all lost their home. He, <laughs> this man has been attacked by the KGB. His blue like, jeans stolen. <laughs> his, je- his blue jeans were stolen. Like, right off his body. 
I mean. <laughs> and then he comes home to a sad sack kid, which again, if you're performing and you look out and the spotlight is in an empty chair. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't fault the kid. Kids kids are allowed to be sad about having shitty parents. Like, Yeah. And the wife is like, I don't want to hear about losing all of our things because you did. You missed the concert. How dare and you? He's like, he's like, the fuck the concert? fucking concert i just lost so many things like fuck the concert not concert b2 all right yeah yeah so um but then he does make it up later on he creates like he i don't know if he builds a stage like where does this stage come from in their house he's he's got that at that point he's got tetris money yeah i guess so so he builds a little (laughs) stage and his uh daughter performs for uh he him and his wife in the like the living room he she performs the concert which i also find because this is where i'm like i feel like as the movie progresses we lose more and more kids because by this time they're in their house where are all those other kids while she's performing a concert (laughs) great question (laughs) it's so so dumb yeah i'm not i mean look it brings this those scenes bring me joy but also it's hilarious like because in like those scenes are in between some crazy like contract yeah. negotiation flying back and forth to <laughs> moscow wheeling and dealing and in a moment we're going to talk about a fucking heist situation oh this this movie is so much better than it has any right to be yes. <laughs> but it's also so wildly dumb and filled with some of the most insane people making insane choices yeah. And, and, you know, and it's like just real twirly mustache bad guys, which is, I'm a fan of. I yeah. get, if you're going to be a bad guy, like, if that's fine. I get it. Some dramatic movies want to make people, their characters a little more gray. Nah, just give me real dark evil characters. Yeah. Um, and, like, Robert Maxwell and, like, fucking Gorbachev are in the movie and they aren't the twirly mustache bad no, guys. No, no. <laughs> and I feel like, 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 they have Gorbachev in there almost in the background. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then even Robert Maxwell, like, I, I'm pretty sure we get more Kevin than we do Robert. Yeah. I mean, and Kevin, he's trying to be a bad guy. <laughs> like, he's really trying in this movie, but I can't take that guy seriously. No, he's just bad at being a guy. That's that's it. That's that's it. Um. So... Uh, Let's see. Okay, so Alexi, oh, F- FYI, all this time in the con- <laughs> in between the concert scenes, <laughs> Alexi has now faxed a letter um, secretly. We get a whole fun. Oh, sorry, seed. sorry, sorry. Just uh, oh, uh, be- before we get there, um, before um, also as he's just lost everything. Oh, that's um, right. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. Go ahead. Yeah, he also gets a fax um, <laughs> from the KGB that are like, stay the fuck out of Russia. <laughs> Also, they send the they send the photo that they took of him kissing the obvious spy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which was the clearly the most obvious setup in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like But um Yeah. It's so it's so funny. Yeah. Um so yeah, his day is just not going well. Mm-hmm. Is is what the movie's trying to tell. <laughs> and he missed that concert. <laughs> Um, yeah, so so we get this fun scene with Alexi going. To, he's gonna fax a letter to, <laughs> to Hank, um, which is just the the copy of the Mirasoft um, uh, agreement that says they only obtain the rights to Tetris if they pay by the deadline. So. 
And that scene, I think, is so fun because it's a lot of Alexi being super sneaky and then starting a fire in an office so he could use the fax machine. <laughs> so great. Although I did think it was interesting because they have him like walking away and just like tossing the facts like in the garbage. But the lady that runs the office like comes around the corner and sees him throw shit away. And I'm just like, I'm yeah. shocked. I really thought that that was going to come back. Like she had went over the garbage and just pulled it out. There's so many things that I think were going to come back. I thought that fucking facts with the like the photo oh, was yeah. going to come back. Never came back. Never comes up again. I thought that facts that Alexi sent was going to come back. Like there's so many things that I'm like, oh, wow. There's a lot of tension in this movie that doesn't quite happen, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Well, because and and I'm like, I wonder how much stuff, like how many deleted scenes there were, because I feel mm-hmm. like there could have been a moment where some of this came back and it just got cut because I, it almost was unnecessary by the I mean, we're, we're getting toward the end of the movie. So you know, the scenes that we're about to dive into now that he's going back to Moscow are so wild. I'm like, I don't know if they would have <laughs> had time to put anything else in because I felt like those scenes were so full of things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So Ninten- Nintendo tells Hank that, um, you know, an- another gaming console is releasing their own version of Tetris, but Hank says that they don't have the rights because he got a fact saying they don't have the rights and he urges um the nintendo guys to go with him to moscow so everyone hops on a plane to moscow i mean it is so easy to go to moscow (laughs) for as difficult as it is to be in moscow it's so easy to get on a plane and go to moscow I mean, I feel like it's it's harder to go to Cuba now than it is to oh, go yeah. to m- Moscow in this movie. It's very difficult to go to Cuba. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh. So basically, like Robert and Kevin Maxwell also do not have the rights because they couldn't pay the one million dollars that was part of the letter of intent. But but hey, they're going to let yes. Russia have publishing rights of their encyclopedia or something. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I, what? (laughs) Yeah. And I guess their encyclopedia is like, or whatever. I don't know if it was an encyclopedia or what. Yeah, it had to be. I think it was like their Britannica or something. And so it was like, they're, they have the IP, like they're, it's ownership of those encyclopedias, which I was like, is that as as good as Tetris? (laughs) This game that apparently is going to revolutionize the world? Um, so yeah, so uh, Robert and Kevin, they go visit their good old friend, Gorbachev. (laughs) Who, by the way, is getting a suit fitted in the middle of a hallway. (laughs) I'm like, is there no rooms available? (laughs) I love getting a suit fitted in a hallway. Yeah. And what they're saying is like, hey, we're willing to just trade for the, you know, the rights of the game for the rights of our encyclopedias. And Gorbachev is like, what? And again, Robert apparently has been the publisher to Gorbachev's books. That's how they know each other or whatnot is what they're trying to say in the movie. And he tells him, he's like, well, you know, you don't want to sell the rights because that would be a capitalist interest. So we should just trade. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then... Uh, and in this film, Gorbachev is like, no, 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 that sounds like a terrible thing. Goodbye. I do not care about you or anything that you have to offer. <laughs> it's it's a real moment where I was just like, so are we 
So Robert and Kevin think that they're friends with Gorbachev, but he's not. Like, I don't know. It was, I feel like it was very random to have Gorbachev in this movie. It's, it's so weird because. To me, it was very unnecessary. (laughs) Yeah, because the whole bit is that they think that, like, Maxwell thinks he can maneuver Gorbachev based on this whole, like, oh, well, if you, like, capitalist through the gates, uh, then it's going to be the downfall of everything. So you should just work with us. And he's like, what the fuck are you, (laughs) motherfucker? Like, you're the most capitalist looking fucking pig I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, literally, you look like a pig. (laughs) It's creepy. (laughs) Like a stuffed porky pig, sir. You look... Why is your bow tie so goofy? Um, You look like a cartoon pig. Um, He's like, no, I... Yeah, this whole thing, like, oh, but but you want us to work a deal with your fucking... And it's like, like, fuck... No, fuck all of this. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah, I'm getting fitted in a hallway. Right now. <laughs> I am in a grand hallway getting fitted for a suit like a normal person. <laughs> yeah, so so them trying to do that wheel and deal that way apparently didn't work. So <laughs> But again, this like I and I understand that like obviously the Maxwells are monsters. Yeah. And like but this movie is really like trying to make us like like level set on like is who's who's the biggest monster here? Is it Gorbachev? Is it fucking Robert Maxwell? Is it this uh, uh, um, other weird sketchy like KGB villain? Like, yeah. I, and it's like I I think these are all like bad people. Like, yeah. Why are like it's so weird? And everybody's just trying to scheme and scam everybody. And in the end, Gorbachev's like, I just don't like what. Whatever, like fuck off. No, I'm. I've got actual just, like, things to worry about. Go I away. Got, <laughs> I got a. I got a. I got a. I got a country to ruin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a major world power to finish destroying. Oh God. I mean, again, it, like it, it, Gorbachev just like finished the job. Like it was already like just about done. So, but you know. But he didn't have to push it along. <laughs> oh, but he really like he did not help matters. No. <laughs> And then came, then, well, sorry, I did not, not then came Yeltsin, uh, but then America installed Yeltsin, so <laughs> that's why we are where we are now with Russia. Ugh, ugh. Um, so back to this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the other thing that I'm like, one, I don't think it was necessary to have Gor- Gorbachev in the movie at all. Yeah. Um, and two- Or for him to be the hero. Yeah. It's so yeah, weird. Like, I just, and yeah, that's what I was going to say. And the second thing was like, and the choice of characterization of him was weird. I was just like, what are we doing? I don't know what we're doing. I mean- <laughs> Or hey, why we're doing it. Like, like, okay, when you think of monsters of the 80s, like, I, like, I, immediately I think, uh, Reagan, yeah. Thatcher- <laughs> Gorbachev, <laughs> like I mean, those are those are three big ones. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely other. There's plenty. There's plenty of terrible ones, and maybe some would come higher up on the list than Gorbachev. But like you know, those are three major yeah. world world leaders, and they all definitely fall into the monster category. Yeah, I mean, one shouldn't be the hero in the eighties. The Maxwells. I mean, in the nineties and two thousands, the Maxwell. Oh, the Maxwell's. Le- the legacy continues <laughs> forever and always. Uh, Hillen villains throughout time. <laughs> uh, all right. So at this point, uh, Nintendo offers $5 million to Elorg to, uh, for the console and the handheld rights. Uh, which Elorg accepts because we've got our uh, our little guy in there, um, Balkov or whatever his name is. <laughs> 
um, who's also wheeling and dealing, and he's just like, oh yeah, uh, Belikov, that's him, yeah. He's a... He's trying to sign paperwork before anybody else sees him because he's definitely uh, concerned to be ousted and possibly killed. I'm not sure. I'm not. It's mm-hmm. like I, I think that's what they're oh, insinuating. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So he's just like, well, I guess I can do this before I'm outskis. Um. So then, uh, the Nintendo folks and Hank, they've got to leave Moscow immediately with the paperwork to finalize the deal. And this movie. <laughs> goes bananas like from here to the very end is just bananas yeah it is so fun um so they've got to get the fuck out of the country uh now that they've signed the deal uh before the maxwell show up so the maxwells want to stop them and they tell um valentine that they're gonna well what valentine wants is 50 percent ownership of tetris if he can intercept um uh hank and what's his because they offered valentine more money but he now does not trust them because they couldn't even come up with a million dollars in the week to pay for the letter after the letter of intent was signed so he doesn't trust their money but he's like okay i want 50 percent ownership of tetris um so uh, Valentine and his folks go after, including Sasha, um, go after the, well, no, Sasha ended up not going because she was, she was going to go with Valentine. And then he, he says that she whores herself out <laughs> and she was offended and also realized that Valentine was a fucking terrible dude. Um, I'm like, did you see him? Did you look at his face? Like he's clearly the villain. <laughs> yeah. He's been like evil, like the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you hear about that, like, uh, um, that gravity experiment with the kids earlier? Yeah. So, um, so we get this fun, like, chase scene where they, like, kind of mix, um, like, 8-bit, uh, imagery of the cars. (laughs) They go, like, in between, like, being a video game and real life, like, chase scene, which is so fun. Um, and it's wild. They go in, it's, it's like, you know, okay, so you guys know the documentaries we cover, the Fast and Furious, we cover the family. Those are real life. Like, they do some wild uh, driving antics. This movie mm-hmm. has watched those documentaries and was like, let's see what we can do on a smaller budget. Definitely. <laughs> Um, so they get to the airport and they just been able to like, because they've created a car accident that Valentine is like way behind them getting to the airport. So they get to the airport, they get on the first flight out, which is, uh, to Zurich. But when Valentine gets there, he checks the plane for Tokyo and these guys are not on the plane. And then he watches the plane to Zurich take off. So they've made it out of Moscow safely with the, (laughs) with the paperwork. Let me remind everyone, this movie's about contracts and paperwork. <laughs> I just, it's bonkers. It's so bonkers. <laughs> There's a chase scene over paperwork. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know what would have been better if you guys just fax that shit to somebody? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, I did. I had to double check the years on this, by the way. I just okay, wanted to make sure. sure. But I will say I'm going to put Gorbachev at number four on the really terrible uh, oh. uh, monsters. Because I forgot Ch- Ceausescu didn't die until 89. <laughs> so, all right, Ceausescu's still in play. <laughs> but I'm going to put Gorbachev at a solid four. Yeah. I mean, Reagan is always the stab to the heart for me. So <laughs> just me, meaning oh, Reagan's, I want Reagan's to. Reagan's one. Yeah. Reagan's number one monster. Yeah. Meaning I want to stab him in the heart. So that's. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, the like when we talk about that these folks are monsters, it's because we are feeling the impact still 40 years later. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the kind of shit that happened. Like, um, but back to this fun, totally made up movie. <laughs> um so roger uh, hank takes it uh, everything back to tokyo and tetris is released in the west um becomes a huge success it's a real happy ending oh type do we of story. do we i mean do we also talk about um our super villain getting, oh yes uh, sasha comes in and arrests him <laughs> yeah because she went to she went to she went to gorbachev like mid-speech or so, like showed up at his speech <laughs> and then like gave him the eye so that she would like i, I it's so weird <laughs> i'm like what he's in the middle of the speech and she just shows up and like gives him a look and after the speech he's like hey uh what's the deal he's like um yeah so uh villainy is afoot and uh then they go to arrest yeah. our, our our super villain yeah i mean which at that point the super villain he was already too late anyway but yeah then he gets arrested so we've got the happy ending right we've got the super villain arrested <gasps> we've got but i love that he's like is this because i called you a whore <laughs> And in reality, the answer is, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure because she, yeah. she, I don't think she actually cared about anything he was doing. No. I mean, other than that, I think this No, is, she's a cop. She's a cop through and through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so Tetris is released. Um, Game Boy comes out. It That's super fun. Um, and just before the Soviet Union collapses is when uh, Hank has Alexei and his family come to the U.S. So is, is Hank back in the U.S.? So he's moved out of Tokyo, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, I guess uh, like he, he, Japan was like, you know what? You seem like a spy. <laughs> yeah, so maybe you gotta you go. Leave. You gotta go. <laughs> Everything about you and, reads and is take, illegal. Take half the country of children that you have with you. <laughs> We don't want people in our country that miss concerts. <laughs> I mean, you had two months solid warning about this concert. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. All ends like, you know, happy, happy, fun time. Like, I almost wish that they had done like a, a high five in the air ending like him and Alexi. <laughs> but basically, yeah. that's kind of how it ended like this. Um, I mean, they they do go ahead because you know sometimes you know these movies like to show tell you oh, what's the, gonna happen yeah, like later the epilogue, on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, in in 2014, Hank appointed his daughter Maya as the new CEO of Tetris, and she still gives him shit for missing her concert. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. What are those other kids? What did they get? Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> justice for the other 12 children. <laughs> Yeah, and it's kind of what they say, oh, that Hank and Alexi went on to start a te the Tetris company. And I'm like, wow, they're really taking this name and <laughs> just running with it for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and they remain good friends. I'm like, well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, find a movie. Uh, I just, it, it was so many levels. And you know, look, Brad and I, we have have uh, prosecuted and defended and judged so many cases. You'd think we would know all about these legal documentation, but it was so many levels <laughs> of contracts that I was like, this is tiring. <laughs> this is exhausting to see this many contracts and how many companies are selling the rights to this thing, to that thing, to this company and the other company. So much. So, much. Um, so I hope you all enjoyed this little break from some true true crime to uh, hear us talk about a totally like fictional story because that's fun for us when you know 
it gets a little dark. We're going to just Indeed. talk about true, true crime all the time. Um, and we will be back uh, next time. I know we've already let you know it's going to be about the Godfather documentary. So we'll be back with so you've that. Got, you've got an extra month to watch uh, those films. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we will be back uh, with Claire as well. So that will be great. All right, guys. Uh, Brad, anything else before... <laughs> Um, I, I know there's no trial, but I convict Robert Maxwell for all the fashion <laughs> crimes. Yeah, yeah. And Guilty. Oh God. Guilty. Yeah. Yeah, Robert Maxwell, fuck off. Case closed. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via true true crime at reactionary-sass.com. Join our absolutely true true crime Facebook group and follow us at True True Crime on Twitter. Call the SAS line, 321-710-4947, and maybe you can help solve a mystery. Our other podcast and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com.